welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by ONTAP Sportsnet and brought to you by Bet Rivers. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm on like cloud nine right now. I just left the Mac Media Day here at Ford Field in Detroit. I have returned to my POS hotel slash motel. Uh, I booked late, couldn't stay at the Marriott. Obviously a broke college kid. So right now I'm trying to defeat my air conditioner that I don't know how to turn off in my toilet that is continuously running. So if I have a little bit of a static noise that I can't chop and screw out of here, I apologize. But yeah, just left Mac Media Day. Been there since about 8.30 this morning. Uh, it's now 2 o'clock. Full day. Got to see the commissioner, John Steinbrecher, speak and address the media for the first time since the beginning of the COVID pandemic. The last time he addressed the media was when they were shutting down for the MAC tournament back in 2020 in the spring. But yeah, overall, first and foremost, like this was like my white whale. This was like the biggest day in my quote unquote media career. This was the first time that I would be in this type of setting. I don't really count pro day because we were just taking pictures and, you know, got to interview our guys. Shout out Treshawn, uh, Spencer and McKelty, which by the way, at the very beginning of the Mac presentation, they played a video of all the great athletes that we've had to grace our conference here over the years. Started off first and foremost, I fell in love right away because it was Khalil Mack. Obviously not an NIU guy, but if you guys know me, I'm a huge Bears fan and I love me some, some Khalil Mack. So throughout the highlight videos, I was like trying to find where our guys were. They made sure to include the 2018 Mac championship run. Our guy Spencer Tears, nice one-handed grab all that but yeah they welcomed some new coaches to the conference with the buffalo head coach and with the ohio head coach uh frank solich actually left uh the program just like last week since the last time we've been on the air frank solich has left ohio the all-time winningest coach in the mac so that's something that you hate to see but you know he's probably on to better things he's definitely not going to be working anymore he's going to be spending time with his family and stuff that he probably didn't get to do because as you all know coaches are creatures of habit and they're dedicated to the game so they they're always in meetings they're at practice they're thinking about how getting better and they don't get to spend enough time with their friends and their family and, and people outside the game but getting back to today coach or i said coach We'll get to Coach Hammock and, and what he had to say later in the episode. But uh, John Steinbrecher, the commissioner of the MAC, utmost respect for this guy. He took care of our conference through the darkest of days during the most pressing times here that many of us have seen in our lives. And the way he addressed the media, the way he addressed ongoing uh, COVID protocols and stuff of that nature were phenomenal. The guy's very well spoken. Uh, Jeremy Guy, who is the guy. Well, that sounds terrible. That's terrible radio. Jeremy Guy, who is the guy who runs everything for the Mac. He's the Mac SID. Uh, he is their Donna. Did a very great job with the presentation. If you find a way to listen to this one day, Jeremy, I really do appreciate you uh, for accepting my credentials because today was an absolute blast. But yeah, let's get into what some of the quotes were from John Steinbrecher uh, in today's press conference. And then we'll get into some exclusive player interviews, coach interview, our first live interview, just so many firsts for this show. It was the first time since the end of the COVID or since the beginning of the COVID pandemic where we were able to get out in person and, you know, chop it up with the guys. So all time great feeling just to get back there. Ford Field 
set the scene so beautifully. I got to go down field level at the end of the uh, conference and just be a fanboy, just be a super fan at that point because I've watched a gazillion games take place on that field. I made a little Snapchat video saying, oh my God, the Bears have won so many games and so much has happened on this field. Barry Sanders, I don't know, I don't think Barry Sanders played there. I don't think they had that field yet, but Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, so many NFL greats, so many Mac greats. I referred to it on the Huskies on Tap story last night as the Mecca of the Mac, and I meant it. It is absolutely gorgeous, super accommodating. Even the hospitality crew was great. They had great food. The hot pretzel is definitely the move uh, if you do go to a Lions game or when we are back out there in December for the NIU. Mac championship game. But hey, we'll get into that here at the end of the show. Let's get into what Commissioner John Steinbrecher said. And for the most part, a lot of it had to do with COVID and rightfully so. Uh, we are coming out of the weirdest time of many of our lives. But throughout last season, over 36,000 COVID tests were administered just across Mac athletics. You'll be happy to hear that there was a less than 0.5% positive rate. So the players were staying quarantined. They were making sure to take care of themselves, not put themselves in any situations that could harm themselves or their teams. The non-vaccinated players for this upcoming season will be subject to quarantine and testing protocol similar to what they had last year. So I just recently got my shot as well. It seems like it's, it's just what we have to do as a society to get back and to you know, go back to the normal life. Today was, in all honesty, it's between today and I would say last night I went to the Tigers game and last week at the Cubs game, were like my first three events of feeling a society that is not masked and that is vaccinated and that is all the way back. And it was great. You know, I was, a, I, I was able to shake hands and, and take pictures and just do things that regular humans do that we took for granted in this last year slash year and a half. And, you know, it was tough or it was tougher on some of us than others, but I know myself speaking, it was a very strange year. And as someone who's trying to, you know, really get situated with the media or just in the professional sports space, a very important time for me. And it was spent on Zoom and on the internet. So today, best day ever. I'm calling it that. Today is the best day ever. Play Mac Miller after this, all you got. They did talk about the NIL. And although Commissioner Steinbrecher seems to be in support of the NIL and what it stands for and how it's going to help our players get paid. He is a little disappointed that there are really no set guidelines. And the way he quoted it was, a ch it's a challenge to run championships without direction. And what he means by that is, like, there really is no golden handbook or, you know, how to NIL for dummies. The, the athletes are kind of working as individual contractors and solo entities, and they can work with whatever brands they may please. But anybody that's ever done any business knows that at some point, there's going to be reports about how these players are still somewhat getting exploited and not getting paid their proper worth from whatever brand they may be working with. And I, don't, I haven't heard anything yet. There's nothing of that nature so far, but you got to look at it like this. People are scumbags. People will take advantage of who they can when they can. And with that being said, I hope that all the players that are, you know, doesn't matter what sport, football, basketball, men's, women's, doesn't matter. I hope every single athlete involved that has a chance to get some money from the NIL can fully maximize their potential in that space while not losing 
the quality that they bring on the court or on the pitch or on the field. Make sure you, you know, you make sure you keep your grades and everything else in order and then go make some money on the side. You're entitled to, I mean, the school makes money off you. The NCAA makes money off everyone. And now it's time to get some of that money back. So I'm very happy for that. And, you know, Commissioner Steinbrecher thinks that that also is a great thing as well. Uh, He said, and, and I quote, I view NIL as a tremendous multidisciplinary learning opportunity and the different, you know, disciplines that he was talking about were branding, marketing, communication, and taxes and all these things. It could be viewed as somewhat of like a, a in-application learning version of a college course. Uh, right now, like I'm doing an internship with the King County Cougars and I'm getting three credits for it. So it's a... Uh, it's a learning experience while it is a job. You know, I learn something new every day. I've gotten to operate the camera, do TV productions, all sorts of stuff. So it's definitely a good opportunity for our athletes. And we'll get into a little bit of NIL talk with the interviews a little bit later. But I know I mentioned last week, Michael Kennedy is working with ins- the insurance company, the uh, State Farm Insurance agent. I'm assuming a local DeKalb guy. We love to see that. Like-minded uh, companies, you know, he plays for NIU. That guy worked for State Farm right here in DeKalb. I'm almost positive And it seems like it will be a good partnership and that that works for both parties involved. Other than that, most of what he said regarding NIL is just kind of like a cry for help that the NCAA needs to figure out a way to modernize their practices and modernize their rules and regulations because a lot of these rules uh, regarding things like transfers and stuff like that have been in place since the 1960s. And look at any walk of life, look at music, look at the ability for me to record a podcast from my laptop in this random hotel room in 2021. In 1961, you needed to be in a studio with full on like everything, computers up to the ceiling to do what I'm doing right now. Technology uh, and, and almost everything, the way people act, the way people dress, the way people talk, the music they listen to, the shows they watch, everything is going to change over time. Transfer rules need to also change because if they haven't been updated since the 60s, There are people that have gone their entire lives, myself included, with the same transfer rules. And as someone who saw our school so adversely affected last year with how the transfers affected us, like whether it was, you know, we lost, well, this year too, we lost Weston Kramer this year. We lost a lot of our key contributors to big power five schools or other opportunities where players may have thought they were getting a better chance to play. And I will get into that and Steinbrecher's thoughts on that as well. But uh, other things that were addressed was uh, supporting the expansion of a, a college football playoff to 12 teams. Right now it sits at four. He made it very clear, you know, it's at two, that's great. It's at four, that's great. We love that. But people are always going to want to, they're always clamoring for more. So looking at the college football playoff, I had this conversation with a fellow NIU student that I have in my internship just last week. There's no reason why you can't have a college football playoff that's 12. More money to be made, more exposure, more games, and an opportunity for a team like Cincinnati who went down to the wire last year. I don't remember what bowl game it was, but it wasn't New Year's Six Bowl. Went all the way down to the wire with since or with Cincinnati. Went all the way down to the wire with Georgia and lost on like a 60-yard field goal, like an NFL level field goal that not many college kickers would make. So I would love to see the group of five have some representation or an opportunity to go to the college football playoff. If a 12-team playoff was around the year that we went to the Orange Bowl, you would believe that we would have been in the college football playoff. 
may have not won it, but you just want to have a seat at the tape. You want to have the ability to just have a chance to compete. And that's one thing that I love the most about this current NIU roster is the competitions that are going to be happening in camp and the competitive nature that Coach Hammock brings to that locker room and that the players that I, you know, we've had probably close to 20 players on this show uh, of all ages, all different positions, and, and they all have that same mindset. And the one thing that we talked about last week and we talk a little bit about later on the show is last year is gone. It's over with. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to read about it. I don't want to type about it, tweet about it. None of that. It happened. It's over with. The players learn. The coaches learn. The players got bigger and faster and stronger. The coaches got smarter. Like, I don't know how else you want me to put it. I'm very excited for this upcoming season, but we're also getting disrespected right from the jump. So before I finish up with the rest of Steinbrecher's comments and then get to our interview portion of the show, grab my media sheet. So the Mac talking heads and Twitter suits and blue check mark brigade has decided that the Mac championship will be Kent State and Ball State. Kind of chalky picks, probably like if I looked right now on a sports book, probably the two like lowest paying betting favorites would be Ball State and Kent State. Maybe Buffalo, maybe Buffalo too. Buffalo is always good, but they're bringing a new head coach, so we don't know what we're going to get. But they have Ball State winning it all, going back to back to win the MAC conference outright for the second season in a row. But we are slated to finish sixth in the MAC with 29 voting points. I don't know exactly how the voting works, but 29 points, only one point above Bowling Green. And it's blasphemous. I'm going to get my Stephen A. Smith on right now. Like it's absolute blasphemy, just like everybody else, except in our fashion, you know, other teams put more players in the draft and lost more to undrafted free agents. We are bringing back 22 starters, 19 on offense and defense, bringing back Matt Ferentz, John Richardson. And I'm assuming the third one is I didn't, I didn't like look 100%. I'm assuming Erica Bro, our long snapper. So bringing back our entire specialist unit. And the only people we're losing are Ross, Daniel Crawford, and I believe Weston Kramer is the last starter that won't be joining us next year because he's going to be playing, I believe, either at Temple or Indiana. He transferred twice since he left. So I honestly don't know where he's playing now. But the Mac, we say this every episode. We've This is now our, like, I guess you would say our third year doing the show or third year in covering the team. There's so much parity in this conference. You know, Buffalo was chosen to win the conference outright at the beginning. And going into the Mac championship last year in Detroit, there were 13-point favorites, two touchdown favorites in a championship game, which, like, is absurd. Like most championship games, football, probably going to be like a seven or a seven and a seven to a 10 point favorite. That extra field goal is an entire extra touchdown. Like you need two touchdowns to win that bet. That's a lot. What did Ball State do? Told Vegas to shove it. Goes out, dominates the game, win by 10. Absolutely boat race San Jose State, who looked phenomenal in the Mountain West all year. So, yeah, one could see why they think Ball State would win. They bring back their quarterback, Drew Plitt, and I, I, you know, I think they're going to be a good team, but you still got to see us. You still got to play the games on your schedule. And Coach Hammock has very great words to really what, you know, you know what? We're crumpling it up. We crumpled it up. It doesn't matter now. I'm going to be mad because I wanted to save that for my like little media collection, but it's got a story. It's got a story on it. It's got some grit behind it. So 
rest in peace to my Mac media guy. The day's over, so I don't think I'll need it anymore. But I don't care what they're saying. I know what this team's capable of, and they are not finishing sixth in the conference or in our division in part of the conference. It may finish sixth in the conference, flat in the middle, but that'll put us around six and six, maybe eight and four, bowl game territory. I'm cool with that. Six in the West, not happening. Not happening. We're just gonna we're gonna leave the crumpled up paper over there for housekeeping to come and take. And then, no, I, I'm bringing that back. I'm putting that in my records. We don't keep that. But back to uh, the final thoughts from Commissioner Steinbrecher. His final thoughts on the uh, college football playoff is, you know, if you expand it to 12 teams, it's more inclusive. It's fair. Increased importance for regular season and conference championship games because one would assume that. You know, you'll get an SEC team, an ACC team, a Big Ten team, a Big 12 team. That's four. Uh, you got to run through the Pac-12. So no matter what, the Power Six or the Power Five, or the, yeah, the Power Five are going to get their five automatic bids. There is a bid allocated for Notre Dame, but that is on the bottom half of the bracket. So Notre Dame can never have a home college football playoff game, which from the Notre Dame fan side of me, that's pain, but that's a whole different story for a whole different podcast. And I already know what I'm dealing with, with the Notre Dame hate. So it is what it is. We're here for the NIU Huskies. And again, a nice state, especially after today. Shout out to the SIDs over here at NIU, Donna and Joe. Shout out Coach Hammock, Braden Patton, my captain, and the new guy, Clint Rakovich. I, I had an amazing day. Could not ask for any more from this team. And, and I'll say it, I'm going to puff my chest. I love this team, and I cannot wait to hear those whistles first thing in the morning. Hopefully, I still live close to the stadium, so it can be my alarm clock, but I cannot wait to see what this team has in store and to get back out there and see more practices because where they left off the last time I was out there, and especially the way Coach Hammock later in the episode talks about how the, the returning players have performed, I'm so excited for the growth of this team, and it's going to be amazing to see them compete week in and week out with some huge games this year, especially in the non-conference. Other than that, the final note that I have, uh, and this is, there will be no more COVID talk after this and hopefully for the rest of ever, but games in the MAC conference will be forfeited if a minimum amount of players are not fielded to play the game. So you've seen some other conferences come out and say, what will happen if you don't have players enough players to uh, play in the game? We saw what happened with North Carolina State, the Wolfpack, in the College Baseball World Series. You got to assume – I think some of their players were vaxxed. Some of them weren't. Somehow the team got COVID and they weren't you know, able to finish and Vanderbilt got like a free ride to the championship. So I think fortunately enough for NIU, as wild as this may sound, and we're not going to get political on this podcast because that's just not who we are, but NIU is requiring their students to get the vaccination. And like I said, I, I got mine. I hate shots too, but it is what it is. Uh, my mom is currently going through her second bout with cancer right now. So it was, it was more than just about getting it for school. Like I just needed to get it. If you have a medical exemption, I understand, but I'm going to go out and assume, and I know it's terrible to do so, that like all our players, staff members, and anyone involved with the program, probably media included, will have to get vaccinated in order to play. But I don't think that's law. Again, just a guy with a podcast. So like, I could be wrong. That's just kind of the way I took it. So we'll see what happens at the end of the day, no matter what, it's about our players' health, our players' safety, and they're not healthy or safe if they're getting a, 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 a virus that, that holds them out of class, holds them out of their sport, and, and could potentially have 
a fatality be the result. So you just don't mess around with that. I take it all the way back to to last year when we spent time with Sean Frazier at the beginning of the pandemic. Like the MAC, they stayed on top of this. Our president, Lisa Freeman, and our athletic director, Sean Frazier, under the guidance of the commissioner of the MAC, John Steinbrecher, did a phenomenal job to guide us through that crazy, unheralded season last year. And, and now we're back. And college football season is here. On my way up, it was about a five-hour drive. I had, like, my college football playlist playing. So I was just, like, the vibes were at an all-time high. I was, like, a little bit nervous, not going to lie, when I got there, like, when I first showed up, just because I'm, like, I don't – I've never been here before. I've never done this before. I'm new to this. I don't want to, like, overstep my bound or do too much. So – Kind of just took my notes, got my show notes ready, had my fingers crossed that I would somehow have availability to talk to the guys. And I almost left my microphone at the hotel and I would have been game over. Like I would have been toast, but I brought everything and we were able to get three awesome interviews for you guys with, like I said, the newcomer. I already feel like we're friends. I already feel like we're homies. Clint Rakovich, one of my favorite members on the team, a classmate of mine, a former, a former uh, guest on this show and a current guest today, my captain, Braden Patton. And then someone who, honestly, like from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank for everything that he has done for me, everything that he has presented me and, and, and helped me out with along the way. Someone that I'm very proud to call our head coach and our fearless leader and someone that I will go to war for, our head coach, Thomas Hammock. So I appreciate you guys taking a listen to this first half of the episode. And, you know, we'll get into the interviews and then we're all the way back. It's it's season time. We're going to start cranking out player interviews and coach interviews and, and get everything ready for you guys for this upcoming season. But another well, no, I'm I'm going to just keep thanking people while we're at it. Thank you, Ethan, former co-host of this show, for everything you did without your contributions and and your help to the show. I'm not sitting here in the middle of Detroit right now and none of what happened today happens. And last but not least, certainly not least, the great listeners and followers and supporters of this show. I love you all. I can't thank you enough. I didn't know what to expect when we started covering NIU at Furon Tap Sportsnet. And, And to be honest, like as I walked back to my car, after being, like I said, a fanboy, I was like, I'm like, I'm kind of breaking down right now. I'm like almost tearing up a little bit, being a little bit of a baby, but I like got to go down on the field and and just be down on that field, which I will say is probably the first NFL field I've been on. Super cool. And as I'm walking up, who do I see? I see my guys, Clint and, and Braden going down to do the same thing. And I walked out with coach Hammock and like, we were just you know, shooting the shit, talking, talking about this season, talking about, you know, what I got going on and all that stuff. And yeah, everything came like full circle for me today. And and it was a very rewarding feeling. This work has been like the most fun and the most rewarding that I've done at ONTAP. And I hope that, you know, for our listeners, it provides you an hour or two a week where you can step away from your job. You can step away from whatever problems you got going on and just tune into the show and, and get to know our athletes better and get to know our program better and get in tune with what we got going on. And, and after today, I am so much more hungry going into this season for the coverage, uh, individual goofy content videos that we have that I want to try and do once COVID is officially done and we can do stuff more with the players, but 
I have so much in store for you guys for this next season. And I really do appreciate everyone for listening. So with that being said, let's stop sat, stop the sappy moments, stop the, uh, the tearing up moments, get over to our interview section of the show. We appreciate you listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Huskies on tap and go Huskies. Hello everyone. And welcome back to Huskies on tap a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And today I'm reporting live from Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan at the 2021 MAC Conference Media Day. Today's main events have commenced, and now I have the opportunity to sit with some of our very own, first on the docket, the newest member to campus, running back Clint Ratkovich, coming from Western Illinois. How you doing today, Clint? Doing great, Brandon. How you doing? Hey, it's a great opportunity to get hop, get out here. Uh, like I told you before we sat down, everything that we've done so far with this podcast has been on Zoom, it's been online, and it's a good opportunity to see what the conference has in store here for this next season. So I got to ask you as a transfer student, you come from Western Illinois, what brought you here to NIU and, and, and how did you end up landing here as your final resting spot in college football? Yeah, so I entered the transfer portal last December and right away NIU reached out to me. It was Coach uh, Sorrentino. Uh, reached out to me, had a great conversation with him, and later on, I think it was a few days later, Coach Hammock reached out to me as well, talked to him, and I loved everything he had to say. Uh, I believe it was within the first week I ended up committing right out of the transfer portal because I knew everything they were saying is something that I really loved, and I was happy to work with him. I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, and over here at NIU, if you're familiar, we have not had fun with the transfer portal the last two years, so we're glad to welcome you to the program. For Huskies fans that aren't familiar with your game, I think it's a multifaceted game. You led Western in receptions, great running back, great great blocker, one of the hardest workers I saw out there in spring camp. What would you describe your game to NIU fans as? Uh, It's kind of multiple, you know, like you were saying. I I do a little bit of everything. I compare my game a lot to Kyle Juszczyk. 49ers it kind of splits out a receiver sometimes true fullback and then maybe even some running back so that's how I like to compare myself uh just do you know multiple things that can help out the team and wherever I need to be to make us the best possible so I saw in your Twitter bio is this, your name your nickname is the super back we also have the rat dog which one would you like for us to run with on the show this year let's go with the rat dog I love the rat dog on the topic of rat dogs, I also see you are a barstool athlete. Shout out to our guy, Marty Mush. But take us through uh, how that's going for you and what other potential NIL opportunities that you may have on the horizon. Yeah, so uh, barstool uh, just had to go through this process where you kind of reach out to them. They send you a verification, and then you just kind of wait to see if they accept you or not. I'm still in the process of that. but. Okay. Other than that, it's I haven't really reached out to anyone yet for the NIL rules, but I know a lot of people on the team have, and it's actually going pretty smoothly. I feel like the NCAA did a good job of it. They kind of just opened it all up instead of kind of slowly seeing what happens, and by doing that, I feel like they can see what the problems come up rather than kind of opening slowly and, you know, restricting some stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw last week uh, Michael Kennedy – signed with a local state farm agent we love to see that and like you said you know you're doing the thing with barstool of course there will probably be other things that that come to fruition once you guys start playing games but i said it on the pod on the podcast last week it's it's the best day in college athletics you know you're you're here suited and booted full professional for this event and it's good to see that you guys can finally you know make money and 
and not just be living off the stipend check or whatever the school may give you? Because, you know, take us through practice week. What is it? Probably just about the same as a regular work schedule? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not as fun as everyone seems, you know. It's, it's definitely a grind, which, I mean, I love it. You need to be a different type of person to love it. You go from 6 a.m. to – 7:30, whatever it is, practice or that's insane, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you got 8 a.m. to two or three with your classes. After that, you got lifting and meetings, and you're basically busy till about six, seven at night. So, I mean, you're basically working 12-hour shifts between practice with no with no check with no check. No check. So, <laughs> on the topic of classes, um, I'm assuming you're a graduate transfer, but I could be wrong. What are you currently majoring in? Or are you in grad school? Yep, I majored in engineering technology at okay. Western Illinois, and I'm currently getting my MBA, global MBA here. Okay. Uh, for uh, correct me, I'm I'm not the smartest tool yep. in, the, in the shed, but I'm in sports management for grad school, so MBA would be business, correct? Yep, business oh, administration. Perfect. perfect. So hey, that NIL stuff will kind of come in handy there for you. You know, figuring out like like John said, your own personal branding, your marketing, communications, all that stuff. So. First meet, first Mac Media Day, you know, like you said, you were in the Missouri Valley Conference before. I'm sure you may have uh, done their media days, but how do you like Detroit, Ford Field, great venue for the event, and how have the last two days kind of played out for you? What have they had you guys doing? Oh, this is awesome. You know, it's, it's a great experience to meet uh, or come here at Ford Field, you know, look at the Lions Stadium. I've only been, I think Soldier Field's only uh, professional stadium I've actually been in, uh, watched the game there, so this is the second Are we one. a Bears fan as well? I am, you know, they're growing on me, but I have not been in the okay. past. But, uh, now is the time to get with us. We got <laughs> Justin Fields coming. So we got room for you on the bandwagon before it takes off. But, oh, yeah. yeah, I saw they had you guys doing, you know, it's kind of like picture day yesterday. Uh, Donna's had you, you know, doing interviews and stuff around here. And, you know, it looks like it's been a pretty, pretty fun and successful week for you guys. Uh, you guys, you're staying out here today, I'm assuming, right? And then going back tomorrow, or you guys leaving today? We're heading back today. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I've seen you out at practice and in action. I'd like to say you're truly built different and run with a tenacity that isn't matched. What's the diet looking like and how much are you throwing around in the weight room? If I'm not mistaken, I think you've already broken some records here. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, they, they put it up on the board, so I'll take it. You can put it on the board. Yes. I am a Cubs fan, so that was hard to oh, get yeah. out. Go but Cubs. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the diet, it's its tough to eat healthy, but I try to. You know, I try cooking uh, four or five meals a day, try to stick to some like clean chicken breasts, broccoli, you know, all the good stuff. It gets tiring, but it gets the job done. It does, yep. But uh, yeah, in the weight room, I, I like to put up some big numbers. That's I love being in there. I think bench, I was around 405, somewhere around there. And then a little over 600 for squat, which I think some of the guys right now might be breaking that record in the weight room. I saw, okay, so before the press conference started, I saw, uh, I don't remember if it was Coach McKissick or Coach Sorrentino, one of the two, maybe Coach Moore. I'm all over the place right now. They were going crazy in the weight room. And I'm like, oh, I'm like Clint, Clint and uh, Braden <laughs> are over here chilling, suited and booted, just, you know, taking on the question. So I'm sure there'll be work to be had when you get back out to campus. One final question here before I let you go. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about suiting up for the Huskies come this season? You know, just the tradition. It's a great winning tradition here, and I feel like it's going to be awesome to be a part of that, you know. We've got a lot of young guys on the team, which I feel like over these past few months they've matured to a great level, and I just feel like we're set up to have a really good year this year. So it's, I'm really excited for that.
we are of the same mindset. And I'll slide one final, final question in there. As one of the older players here on the team, you know, you went through a full, almost a full college career here at Western. Now you're here at Northern. What does your maturity and uh, your experience bring to this roster where, if I have my notes here, 71% underclassmen and 87 freshmen, some of which are considered COVID freshmen, which is players who are freshmen last year who retained their status this year? Yep. Uh, definitely the experience level. You know, it, it gets tough when things don't go your way. And I feel like I can bring that to the team. You know, when things don't always go your way, it's how you respond. And I feel like I can respond in a great way, which kind of the younger guys can see how us older guys respond in that way. And it's going to bring them along as well. And same goes with them. You know, we got some awesome young guys who already respond to adversity greatly, which bring us up as well. Yeah, there's a lot of promise in that locker room. I'm, I'm happy that you're now a member of the team joining us here from the Western Illinois Leathernecks. Real quick, before I let you go, I, nod, it's, I know it's not our traditional interview for our listeners. We'll try and get Clint on the show for a full interview later in the season. But where can we find you at on uh, social media, Instagram and Twitter? Uh, Instagram and Twitter, both at the Dog 25 Okay, perfect. We'll, uh, we'll get you some extra followers, and we can't wait to see some of your crazy workout videos here coming in the future. But, Clint, best of luck this season. Thank you for taking the time to sit with us, and we look forward to uh, seeing you out there this season. All right, man? Yep, thanks for having me. All right, Huskies on tap listeners. So we just finished up with NIU running back Clint Rakovich, and we are joined by the head honcho, head coach here at NIU. We are joined by head football coach Thomas Hammock. Coach Hammock, third time on the show. They say the third time's a charm. How do you feel to be back? Hey, it feels great. Uh, you know, obviously it feels great to be back to uh, seeing people, uh, being interactive. I think, you know, most of us that got involved in, in, in athletics uh, like, to, like to, you know, one-on-one interaction. So it's good to see all other coaches and all other players. And I think uh, we are in for an exciting football season, uh, you know, for the MAC, And uh, it's going to be very competitive. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, and I was going to say the MAC conference looks very competitive this year. I guess we'll lead off with the coaches' poll. Bulletin board material right here, Coach. I see, uh, I see us listed as the lowest vote-getting team in the West Division. I know it's just the talking suits and, and the, the Twitter heads, but how does that make you feel, and, and does that add a little extra motivation knowing that you have a quality roster here in DeKalb? You know, uh, to be honest, I, I don't pay much attention to it. And I think, you know, they, ha- they haven't picked the last two champions. Uh, I, I really don't think they, they do enough research and know. Uh, it's hard to look that far in advance, right? You play non-conference. There's going to be injuries. Somebody lose their quarterback, it's going to be a, a totally different ballgame. Somebody lose a running back, it's going to be a totally different ballgame. Uh, I will say this. I love the depth of our team. Uh, we've done a good job building the depth where we can withstand uh, injuries at, at, you know, important positions. Uh, we feel like we're very deep. Uh, we're very talented. Uh, we don't need to rely on the incoming class, although we feel like there are some good players in that class. Uh, you know, I'm not going into a situation where we, we're looking for, you know, four or five freshmen to play. We went through that last year. I will have you know, I don't vote in that poll. And if I did, you guys would get my number one vote. So. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. But uh, briefly describe that 2021 recruiting class. As I looked at the notes coming into today, our roster holds players from 16 different states and Canada as well. Yes. You know, the, the 21 class for class that we, we didn't have the opportunity to go out uh, and see physically and, and talk to and be in their homes, you know, we really, we really hit the ball out the park. Fantastic kids. Uh, they work hard. Uh, the buy-in has, has been, you know, phenomenal. Uh, and then 
they are direct uh, beneficiaries to the class last year that played uh, because they've seen these guys play. They want to compete. It's not like a, a, a freshman versus a senior. It's a freshman versus, in a lot of cases, it's a freshman versus another freshman technically based on the, the roster. COVID, the COVID yeah, freshman. Yeah, the COVID yeah. freshman. So, you know, we, we got three layers of freshmen uh, of guys that have been in the program different years. We got redshirt freshmen, guys that have been in the program three years. We got COVID freshmen, guys that's entering their second year. And we got true freshmen. Uh, so we really love our roster. We love the depth, the quality, uh, the type of young men in the program. Uh, and we really feel like, you know, we're going to be a lot more competitive than people think. Trust me, we know that. I, uh, I, I snuck on Twitter for a brief moment before jo Co Commissioner John came up to the podium. You're going to be very happy to see how the team's working in your absence. They're working very hard right now. Yeah, so. no, I, I hear they they maxing out. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like, you know, guys are hitting some maxes that, you know, we, we played some guys last year that couldn't squat 300 pounds. Yeah. And those same guys are squatting almost 500 pounds. Uh, so we're very excited about the development. Uh, Coach Junior and the strength staff have done a phenomenal job uh, developing them, developing the mindset of what it takes, the hard work that goes into it. Uh, you know, a lot of times when, when a young kid plays, right, he hasn't been through the grind of an offseason, a winter conditioning, a summer conditioning. So you don't appreciate, you know, what it takes to play. Yeah. And I think all these guys understand uh, the commitment, the investment to the program of what it takes to play. So I read also in the notes, you're going to have 22 returning starters, 19 on offense and defense, and then three specialists. Got to love Legatron. Got to love Mr. Richardson over there. What are some expectations you have for a more mature and more experienced, as you alluded to, 2021 Huskies team? Well, you know, to me, I think we got to eliminate the mistakes we made last year. You know, we have to protect the football. Yeah. Uh, I tell our staff that. I tell our players, if we don't turn the ball over, we're going to be a very dangerous football team. Uh, and don't give the, the opponent anything. And if we, we make them beat us 11 on 11, then you, you can run across the, the field and shake their hand. Um, but if we can protect the football uh, and we can run the football and we can tackle those three areas, uh, if we can do that as good as we can do it and be as good as we can be in those three areas, you know, we're going to be a tough out. Yeah, and with the way you guys have been getting bigger, faster, and stronger in the weight room, one could anticipate that. Husky fans are very excited for this season. I, myself, am very excited to see you guys get back out there. How is How important is the return of a full schedule? And obviously those non-conference games, those are big revenue gets for the school as well. No, uh, certainly financially is important. But it also from a, a football standpoint, is important. It's important to, 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 to have that build up into the regular season. It's a litmus test. You know, you go out there and you play Georgia Tech well, you should walk out of there with confidence to say, okay, when we play Toledo or we play Western Michigan, you know, they're not going to have, you know, more athletes in totality. So we just have to play our best football. And so I think, you know, having that ability to, to, to ramp, ramp back up and get things, you know, back normal uh, of a normal offseason, a normal uh, non-conference slate, uh, I think our kids will be very excited. And then one final question. We are going to get our fans back this year. And one thing that I've talked about a lot on this podcast is helping our, helping our listeners, our students, the entire community behind this team. Do you have words for our fans that will be returning to Husky Stadium this season? Well, you know, I got words for our football team. You know, you, you want fans in the stands? Play better. Uh, and and, and we, we're going to take that personal. You know, be explosive on offense. Uh, you know, have guys that people want to see. Uh, Rocky Lombardi, Harrison Whaley, Miles Joyner, Tyrese Ritchie. Uh, and make plays. Uh, and I think when you when you do those things, uh, normally the fanfare comes. So, uh, you know, we're excited to go out there and play great football. 
uh, and, and hopefully that influences the fans and the student body uh, to come, come support the team. Absolutely. And final question here, my favorite one to ask you as the head coach, who are a couple guys we should be looking out for next season? Excellent question. I mean, the list is long. Um, <laughs> Perfect. I love know, that. But I want to take some time. Uh, and, you know, I think for us, just talking about offensively, Trayvon Rudolph is a guy that we expect to make a jump, right? He, he played some last year. They're good on special teams. Uh, up front, we got some linemen that we feel really good about that can make a jump. John Champ started games for us last year. You know, J.J. Lippy is in the mix. Uh, we got a young kid, uh, Pete Niger, who, who, who's who's really come in the program and, and really uh, established himself. Incoming freshman this year? Yes. Okay. He's the incoming freshman, but he came here mid-year. Uh, tight end, you know, Miles Joyner is a tight end that we feel really, really good about. Uh, and then the backfield is, is absolutely stacked. And, and that's how it needs to be. If you want to run the football, you, you better have a deep backfield. And, and we're deep, we're talented, they're competitive, uh, and they want carries. And then at the quarterback position, obviously Rocky – is a big is a big piece, but Ethan Hampton is is a lot better than than, than Rocky is going to want. And uh, some you know, competition that's going gonna on. Some, that's going to be some great competition. And Love you know, it. Ethan texted me the other day. He said, "Coach, I want to start. I know Rocky has the leg up because he's played at college football, but his mindset is that of a starter. And uh, you know, we feel like both those guys give us a great chance to compete. And then defensively, I think you know we will surprise people with our size uh, and physicality." You know, you know, a guy like Ray Thomas, he really, he was a, a, a one-man wrecking crew during the spring. Uh, Devontae O'Malley, James Esther, DeMond Taylor. Uh, we got a young man, Kate Haberman, who, who incoming freshman. From Nebraska, From correct. Nebraska. But the thing is, you know, this year we were able to, to get those kids to come to camp because, because of COVID, they allowed, you know, your incoming guys to come to camp. And, and Kate is a young man that I had to, I had to put him to the side because I was, I was afraid somebody may sue me. For, for how physical he was he was handling some of those high school kids. Those, so, those corn huskies. You know, you know so you, you feel that physicality. And a guy like Pierce Akpong, uh, Ivan Davis is coming back healthy. Uh, we got some linebackers that we feel can make tremendous jumps. David Rayner being one that that is outstanding. One of the ones I'm you very know? excited about as uh, well. Uh, Jaden Dolphin is another guy that we moved to linebacker. But, you know, you got two linebackers that's going to be 6'2", 210 pounds. Uh, that can run sideline to sideline. And then on the back end, you know, we really got to get the corner situation figured out. Gandy played well last year. Uh, we got to find another corner. Uh, we want to be more aggressive and more physical. And then a safety position with, with Devin Lafayette. He's played well. A, a young man that walked on a, a few years back, but that, that really had an outstanding spring uh, in summer is Josh Earl. Uh, I played with his cousin. I absolutely love to hear yeah. that. Yeah. So he is a tremendous athlete. Uh, I think it's click for him. So he, he's going to have a chance to go compete with Jordan Hansen and C.J. Brown. And then we got a kid named Nate Baccarat who came uh, via transfer. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then obviously I, don't, I think Clint is going to be a known commodity. I was uh, talking to him just know, a few minutes he ago, will man. Be, he runs so hard. He, he will be, he's the strongest guy on our team. Oh, yeah. Regardless of position. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if I was still in the NFL, I would draft him because he is that, that dynamic and that versatile. You know, I hope some way they can figure out a way to, to make an all-conference team if he, if he earns it for a guy that – you know, can play multiple positions because yeah. he's going to play some running back. He's going to play some fullback. He's going to play some, some tight end. Too, you know, yeah. he's going to do a lot of different things for our offense. So, you know, hopefully if he plays well enough that they make a spot for an athlete, you know, yeah. an all-conference athlete because he is that caliber of a football player. You know, with your history of getting guys here to the NFL and, you know, working with the Ravens, I'm sure a couple phone calls can be made on his behalf. No, certainly. I think, well. yeah, I think we got, we got some guys, uh, you know, Tyrese Ritchie and, and Clint and, Braden Patton will have a chance. We got some 
we got some some seniors at the right positions yeah uh, where they can have a chance to go showcase what they're about yeah pro day is going to be a good one this year uh this season though man we're excited today kicks off the season here at ford field in detroit real quick before i let you go going into this season do you have like a game that's circled on your calendar or is it all games are created equal to you you know we, we got georgia tech circled because it's the first one uh and it's the first opportunity to go show what we are about, the 2021 football team. What are we about? What type of team are we going to be? What type of level of physicality can we play with? How hard can we play? And September 4th, we get that opportunity at night against a good football team. Absolutely. And so, you know, obviously that's an important one. you got to come back in Wyoming as a tough football team. Uh, so we've already broke down those two opponents. Uh, we understand, you know, who they are, what their personnel look like, what type of schemes they run. And, uh, you know, we got to make sure we, we play our best football. And if we play our best football and somebody beats you, you can accept that. Um, but what you can accept is, is going out there and turning the ball over or not doing the things necessary that's going to help you win. Absolutely. Well, Coach Hammock, I do appreciate you for taking the time. Love everything you got going on on campus. Like I said on the episode last week, you know, if you're a good player and you're competitive, you have an opportunity. And as you heard from Coach Hammock, we're going to have a lot of competition here going into camp. But real quick, before I let you go, can you just let everyone know where they can find you at on social media? Yes. Uh, you got me on the spot there. You know, I don't know. You know, I, I've, I've had my, my... I forgot my, I did this to you when yeah. we did it on the Zoom. Hold yeah. on. It's... Uh, at NIU Coach Hammock on yes, Twitter correct. and at NIU Coach Hammock on Instagram. We got hey, this. We, we, we got this. You team, know, team effort. It's like the thing <laughs> the thing that you take for granted. You don't take, you know, it's like your phone number. You know, yeah. you, uh. you, just, you know what it is. Uh, but no, certainly you can find me there. And I, I think I obviously just want to commend you on a great job uh, of just, of, of you know, Huskies on tap. I think you do a phenomenal job. Appreciate everything that you do for us. And, and uh, you know, it should be an exciting season. Absolutely, Coach Hammock. That means a lot to me, and I appreciate you guys having me. First time I'm working with you, and well, since the Western Michigan game many moons ago, we won't count that because I didn't really have an assignment then. I was just kind of the, the dorky kid that was there. I, I think I had a couple questions. But, yeah, no, but been, we've come a long good. way. So yes. it's been fun. I appreciate it, and uh, stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll uh, try to get the coach's carousel back on closer to season time. So thank you very much. And up next will be Braden Patton. All right, Huskies on tap listeners, we are joined with our final guest here for the day. I'm going to just say my captain, Braden Patton, the anchor of the offensive line. Braden, how are you doing today, man? Good. How are you, Braden? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long day. I'm getting you here at the end of the day, but the, the room's starting to clear out. Everyone's getting on out of here. We're going to do the important business. Uh, so first and foremost, how has your time here been in Detroit? Good, man. It's been good uh, to be back here. You know, we were, I was here in 2018 when we won the MAC and uh, it just brings back some memories. It brings back really good memories here um, in Detroit. Um, you know, it, it was exciting to go through all this, uh, the media day. It, it was exciting. It was, it was a cool experience uh, for it being my first time. Um, yeah, it, it was just fun. It's been fun. We got to get you ready for pro day and for your first media day next season, yes. but not at NIU. We'll get into that later. Coach yeah. Hambeck had some great things to talk about you here. You'll get to it when you uh, get a chance to listen, but – as you come back for, you know, your final season, there's no Kyle Pugh seventh year after this year. How important is it to you that we are sitting in this same place come December 2nd having a very different conversation? It is very important, um, you know, and, that, and that's our team goal uh, is to be back here in the MAC. Be back here in the MAC championship because it is a surreal, surreal experience. Like there's nothing better than it. Uh, to lift that MAC trophy up in the air, it's awesome. Yeah. He, 
And I was going to say, I saw during the, the pre-show or the pre-conference, they had, you know, Spencer Tears, nice one-handed grab, and quite a few plays from that game. So a little nostalgia, I'm sure, was running through your head at that time. I got to ask you, I, I personally, like I told Coach Hammock, I may be part of the media, but I don't get to vote in this poll. Does, that add, the, does getting voted last in the West kind of add a little bit of motivation or just like an extra bulletin board material for you and the guys? Because I'm sure they'll see that when you guys get back. 100%. Yeah, and that's what we talked about. We talked about Coach Ham and everyone. We we know what last season was. We it's know gone. what happened. It's gone. The best part about it is it's gone, yep. and and we saw a lot of growth. So exactly. 0-6 doesn't mean too much to us when you know the game like us, yep. where you can see the growth. But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, yeah. So uh, you're right, though. I mean, that's bulletin board material. Uh, and when we've, all, we've, we've already had our chip on our shoulder from last year, uh, so we're ready to prove what we can do. This just adds more to the fire. So when guys see this, you know, it, it's it's going to be – it is what it is. It, we're going to go show what we got September 4th, come time to play Georgia. And we know and we're confident in what we, what we can do. I'm so excited about the non-conference. You get to come back up here to Michigan. I might stop by Ann Arbor on the uh, on the way home to yeah. view the future or the future scene of the crime. Yeah. I was at the Tigers game last night, and I overheard Michigan fans saying, "I actually tweeted it." Yeah, I can't wait to go to the Northern game. I actually like winning, and I'm like, "Buddy, we're gonna come up there. We're gonna take care of you guys, and then you can go 0 and 8 in the Big Ten like you guys there always you do because you guys are dumb." But yeah. I can talk about Rocky until I'm blue in the face. You talked about him a little bit. I didn't know Clint and you guys were all living together. Yeah, yeah, we Let our listeners know what to expect from the new gunslinger on campus. Yeah, Rocky, um, he's an amazing person, uh, amazing leader. Um, you know, his transition to NIU has been perfect. Uh, the guys accepted him. He's put in the work. He comes to work every single day. Uh, very hard, determined, determined player. Um, he's going to be a great addition to our offense. Uh, especially at the quarterback position, uh, being the leader he is, being able to control an offense, run an offense the way he wants to, the way Coach Idness wants it, um, it's going to be special. And I, I really think he's going to have a big year this year. So I mentioned I had talked to Clint. He had mentioned that you, Rocky, and himself, and then who, who was the fourth roommate? Uh, Liam Sorian. So did he, like, come in and make himself, like, the captain of the house? or? No, yeah, we, me and Liam were – We've lived in the place, um, and we invited Clint since last year when we talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and Liam's gonna get you know his opportunities yes, this year is. as well. Liam's gonna get his catches. Um, he's a great player, very hard worker. But yeah, no, Rocky and Clint they came in, and it's been it's been great. Uh, you know, the house we all gel very well together. It's fun. Uh, we mounted two TVs up. And oh, let's go. We got a basically got a man cave going on in our in our living room. So it's been fun. It's been fun. That's awesome. I love to hear that. And one of the beautiful things about, you know, college football is like you guys are building a brotherhood. These are friendships and relationships that you're going to have for the rest of your life. And, you know, you get to go out there on Saturday and, and bang with the boys and get those guys up out of there. Like like Coach Hammock and like you have said, you know, we don't pay attention to what those to all the other talking heads in the suits here are saying. We know what we got in this locker room and we know what to expect from this team. I have one important question, though. Yeah. So. Saw your pops is over at Miami now. Yes. Don't have Miami on the schedule. What would that mean to get your final matchup against your pops in a potential MAC championship setting? Yeah. Uh, you know, we this one's really, for you, Mister. We Pat. haven't really talked about this, um, me and my dad, really, because uh, we like to keep it father son, and we have a great relationship. But that would be icing on the cake <laughs> for my career uh, to play my final game for NAU in Detroit. 
or Mac Championship versus my pops. Yeah, that would be that would be amazing. And then we would get the win, obviously. Yeah, um, absolutely. But you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it would be amazing. It would be a special moment for sure. And being able to play against him when he was at Eastern was a very special moment as a father-son moment. So it's cool. I'm very jealous. Uh, the peak of my football career actually ended in Michigan, in Muskegon, not far from here. Uh, we played a professional arena team, and we will not divulge the score. It didn't go well. Uh, I got ran all over by some kid that played at Western Michigan and went to Texas. I, I stood next to Braden. I'm like, dude, you're a foot taller than me. Like, Jesus. But all right, final question, then I'll let you go. It's been a long day for you. I know that. As one of the veteran leaders of this 2021 NIU football team, what can Husky fans expect from you as you wear red and black for the final time this season? Yeah, um, Husky fans, you guys can expect my best. It is my last go around, and I, I understand that. And this is why I came back for another year, was to show what I can prove and what I know I can do to become maybe a first-team All-Mac player. Um, to win a MAC championship for the university, for my teammates, um, for the coaches, and to win games um, because I know how last year went and we want to get back to our ways of what NAU has been. Yeah, last night I had someone ask me when I was explaining to him, I've been going to, uh, I, I was going to the MAC Media Day. And he goes, oh, who else plays in your conference? I'm like, buddy, relax. This is our conference. Everyone else plays here. We just had a bad year. Like, it is what it is. But our guy, my captain, academic All-Mac player, PFF second team, third team All-Mac. You heard it here first. He wants to get first Mac. He wants to bring that Mac championship back to DeKalb, take it out of Muncie, Indiana. What a dumpster town. <laughs> and uh, bring it back to where it rightfully belongs. But, Braden, before I let you go, can you just let our listeners know where they can find you at on social? Yeah, so uh, my Instagram is uh, bpatton1197. Um, Twitter is just at BradenPatton. Perfect. Well, you heard it from Braden. You heard it from Clinton. You heard it from Coach Hammock. The first in-person live episode of Huskies on Tap, live from Ford Field at the Mac Media Day. It was a great experience. We've had a lot of fun here so far. And I'll be on the, be on the lookout for an article recapping this week's events. But I got nothing else for you guys. And go Huskies. Yeah. I got dreams of living life in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks living lips. In the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.